beauty and skincare is always a hot topic around here, and today I want to tell you about a new product line I've discovered that I think you will like, Exponent Beauty. Listeners of the show will receive 20% off their purchase. More details on that in a minute. Exponent Beauty is a skincare brand with a line of activated anti-aging serums that are clinically proven to reduce fine lines and wrinkles. The beauty of Exponent Beauty is their innovative form factor. The powders are activated with a quadruple hyaluronic acid serum in their patented precision-dosed dispenser. The packaging is gorgeous, and the dispenser itself is refillable, so it has also reduced plastic waste. Exponent Beauty's line of serums can be found in med spas and spas and dermatologists' office around the country. The line is dermatologist-recommended and clinically proven to reduce those fine lines and wrinkles, and to increase brightness and radiance, and to firm skin without irritation. No more expired or underutilized products with Exponent Beauty, just high-quality skincare with ingredients that work. Go to ExponentBeauty.com and use code TELL20 for 20% off a purchase of $100 or more. That's Exponent, E-X-P-O-N-E-N-T, Beauty, B-E-A-U-T-Y.com and use code TELL20, T-E-L-L, the numbers two zero for 20% off your purchase of $100 or more. And you have 10 things to tell. This show is about connection with each other and with ourselves. And the hope is that the things we talk about here will be fuel for better conversations and a personal awareness. This is an interactive podcast. Each episode has a prompt and a topic that I want you to take to your journal, text to your best friend, or answer on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. This is a show about digging deeper and sharing our stuff. I'll go first. Welcome to the 10 things to tell you podcast. I have been waiting to do this episode. I just love this time of year when we can get reflective and nostalgic and then turn a page into a fresh start. I am not the type of person who sees January 1st as just an arbitrary date. I really do think that there is something to starting a new calendar year. And I like both sides of it. I like closing out a season and looking back at it thoughtfully. And I like starting new, the day, the week, especially the year. And so this episode is 10 questions to ask at the end of the year. And I was mostly thinking that these were questions we would ask ourselves, like something we might do in a journal. But of course, some of these prompts in particular would be great to toss out at a holiday party or at the dinner table with a partner, with coworkers you will be able to see which ones are more personal and which ones would be good conversation starters. 
I also realize that it's a smidge early to be doing end-of-the-year reflection. Depending on when you're listening, this episode will come out a few weeks before the new year, and that is very much on purpose. First of all, I know everyone is crazed in December, and you might not be able to press play right away. And second of all, more importantly really, most of us need a little bit of time with these types of questions. We really need to sit with these questions. And so it might take a few weeks to think about them, to think about what your true answers are here. These are not really the types of prompts that you're going to pound out in like 10 minutes. So I wanted to give us all a little bit of time to sit with these questions, myself included. Because I am going to talk through the 10 questions on this episode, but I am not going to answer them all for myself today. It's not the end of the year. I'm not quite ready. And also, that's not really the point of this episode. I really just want to put the questions in your hands. Now, personally, every year, the last few days of the year, after Christmas, before New Year's, I have a little ritual where I sit with my journal in front of the Christmas tree and I do my yearly reflection. There's just something about the Christmas tree lights that sort of cues these types of thoughts in me. I will be answering these questions for myself either on Instagram or I might write a blog post about it. But between now and the end of the year, I will be posting each of these questions individually on social media, and then I will be giving my answers to them slowly. If you want to answer that way, so you can like take a screenshot of the question or the graphic, make sure that you're following 10 Things to Tell You on Instagram and Facebook. All right, so let's get started. Most of the prompts are reflective, so they're looking back at the year we're closing. I find it really helpful to look back on a year in this way and make lists or just actually put down on paper my thoughts on a time frame. I think we've talked about this before, but you could do similar journaling or conversing about the close of anything like when you're moving houses, when you're leaving a job, at the end of a trip, anything where you want to purposefully put a period on the end of the sentence, so to speak, when you don't want to just rush right into the next thing, but instead you want to pause, you want to acknowledge the lessons and the struggles and the gifts of any certain time frame. So in that way, you might want to keep these prompts for the future, but here we are at the close of a year, which makes it a really natural place to reflect. And of course, it should also be worth noting, we're also at the close of a decade. We are leaving the 2010s, marching into the 2020s. And so you can take these exact same questions and apply them to the decade as a whole, if you think that that would be helpful or interesting to you. So number one, We're going to start easy, easy easy-ish. I find it to be really helpful to ease into this type of journaling or conversation. So 
I don't want you to start with the hardest or the deepest questions for lots of reasons, but the very first question we're going to ask ourselves about the year is, what was the best part of this time? Now, hopefully a bunch of things spring to mind when you ask yourself this. In my journal, this will probably be a bullet-pointed list. It might be something tangible, like a vacation, or it might be emotional things like watching your kids grow, or learning something new. Just take a minute without too much thought and just list out. It doesn't have to be eloquent. It doesn't have to be complete sentences. Just list out the best things about the year. Even if you had a difficult year, and I know a lot of you did, it seems like I've been seeing a lot of pain on social media lately. Even if you are in a hard season, reaching for the good stuff is a beautiful way to start this exercise. Feeling gratitude for bright spots or recognizing and acknowledging if you're on the other side and you've had a wonderful year, like starting here with the best parts of the year, it puts us in the right frame of mind for some of the honest reflection that we need to do later. And it also highlights maybe some of the things that we could take for granted Maybe even some of the things that we just sort of blew past because everybody's so busy. It's just a good place to start. Number one, what were the best parts of this year? Okay, number two. Number two is already going to be a two-parter. Don't be scared. This is the only two-part question, I think. That is, what worked and what didn't work? This is such a useful question, and I'm lumping it into one thing here, even though it has two parts, because I think they go together. Because what I'm asking is about systems or logistics. Now listen, you can take these prompts in any direction you want, but for me, this question is not emotional. I mean, there might be some emotions behind it, but the emotions are not the primary thing I'm talking about. I am literally talking about things that worked or didn't work. For example, dinner time. If you are juggling kid activities or working late hours or whatever the case may be, looking at a meal time, maybe this is breakfast for you, lunch, I don't know. Can you honestly say that this is or is not working for my life? Another example, a trip, like a vacation or to see family. Maybe you decided to stay in a hotel instead of with your family. Did this work or did it not work? Maybe you decided to fly instead of drive. Was this cost effective? Was this a logistical nightmare? Would you do this the same way next time? There are like a million things in a year that you can try that might have worked or not worked. A capsule wardrobe, a certain diet, a morning routine, cutting ties with cable, a social media break. I mean, I don't know. There's so many things. There are so many options. But I really love the power in saying out loud that something worked or didn't work. Now, some of these you're naturally going to want to share with others. Let's say you went gluten-free this year and it really helped your pain levels. Well, that's a thing that you might want to shout from the rooftops, right? Like, 
and other things, even logistical things, you might feel more private about. Maybe you tried Botox and you hated it. Maybe you tried public transportation instead of driving. It didn't work for you. Just acknowledge it. And the reason I say that this can have a power is that we often stay silent about little wins. And then we rob our friends and loved ones from having the same win. Or maybe we quit something without being really conscious about why it didn't work. We might tell ourselves that we're just going to try it later. Maybe we just stay non-committal about it. But I think it releases some of our brain space to not have to think about it anymore. To say, I didn't like this thing. Or this didn't work for our family. Instead of saying in limbo and being like, oh, should I try again? Should I do more research? Or whatever. This for me, the sort of limboing around in a thing that may or may not be working, this takes up a lot of energy. And I have found it to be very freeing to be more definitive about what is working and what isn't. It helps me move towards an actual solution when I don't him and haw about it. Okay, number three. The third question is simpler. It may take you a minute though, but number three is, what were the best conversations I had this year? I want you to think back about what conversations, for better or worse, had the most impact. This may be an inspirational answer, or it might be a hard answer, or there may be both in there because we all have a lot of conversations in one year. This was the topic of one of my secret posts last year. The secret posts, as a reminder, it's what I call my email newsletter. It is where I share all the things that I don't want to say publicly. And last year, I had some of the most important conversations of my life. I put them in the secret posts. They were not all easy, but they were conversations that I can look back now and see as crucial to the growth that I experienced this year in 2019. So I want you to look back on the conversations that stand out in your year. Some of them might be really obvious. You know, maybe you had a fight with someone. Maybe you had an important meeting with a doctor, a special moment with your kid. Those are the biggies. Let's document them. But also, if something springs to mind and you can't totally put your finger on why this conversation stands out, write it down anyway. Just like a fun talk with a friend or a good social media comment section, just write down the handful of conversations that have stayed with you. They might tell you a lot more than you would think about your year, or they might be a peek into something about your future. I love this prompt, actually. So number three, again, was what were the best conversations I had this year? Okay, number four. What was a discovery this year? Now, this is not necessarily an aha moment, although it could be, but I was sort of thinking an actual discovery. So maybe you discovered podcasts this year 
in which case, welcome. Maybe you discovered your body this year, and that can mean all kinds of things. Maybe you discovered a new type of food or a new author or a new way of thinking about something. This is one of the questions where it might be a mix of light and heavy. Discoveries can mean a lot of things. It might be an app or it might be like a life lesson you needed to learn. So for me, this is going to be something like Postmates, which I kind of discovered this year. I know I'm old to this. And also like retinol for my face. The word discovery can be a bit broad, but what I'm really mainly getting at is anything that was new to you this year. Number five, who was the most influential to me this year? I love this question. I always have my eye out for who is teaching me something. Influence, of course, it comes in many different forms. So you might sit and reflect on a boss or someone online or a new friend, someone in your community. And I hope that in general, we are lovingly thinking of positive influences. But I also know that the reality is that this is a chance to get really honest about who is influencing you and if it's for your betterment. I want you to think about toxic people and the influence that they may have in your life. I want you to think about social media, if you're on it, and think about the platform itself, how it might be influencing you or the people you follow. And if their influence is good, for you or not. So this question could get a little complicated, but I also hope that most of us can point to a real leader, a spiritual leader, a politician, maybe an author, someone who has had great influence on you this year. And I really mean that word influence, like they shaped your thinking or your perspective or their actions inspired your actions. Number five is Who was the most influential to me this year? And I hope that you have a lot of those on your list. With sunshine, outdoor activities, and so many fun things to do outside, it is impossible not to enjoy all of these good weather days up ahead. Of course, we all know that more sun and fun means more sweating and yes, more odor. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi. Lumi is the first of its kind in the full body deodorant world and is seriously safe to use on any and every part of your body. It was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how regular body odor was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. I especially love that Lumi deodorant is baking soda and paraben free. It is also pH balanced for safe use on all areas of your body. You can choose from a variety of fresh scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, and toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice like a mini body wash or deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code U at lumideodorant.com. That equates to 40% off your starter pack when you visit Lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant, D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com and use code U, Y-O-U. 
It's not every day that you find a product that you truly love and want to shout about from the rooftops. Well, friends, I have found something that I am genuinely excited to share with you today, and that is Born Shoes. Born Shoes are made with the best top quality leather with functional stitching and flexibility. They are lightweight, but they're also supportive. They are great for all casual occasions, extremely comfortable, and especially good for travel. The brand recently gifted me a pair of the Ithaca style sandals. Of course, they are beautiful. The footbed has extra foam for added comfort and with a slight heel for lift. I am positive that I could walk all over London in this pair of shoes, just like I did in my Born sandals last summer. Born Shoes offers sandals, flats, boots, and heels in several styles and color choices. Take comfort in Born Shoes. Every season, they make high-quality shoes that feel as good as they look. With artistic touches, unparalleled craftsmanship, and exquisite materials, Born designs shoes to satisfy the demands of every lifestyle. Go to bornshoes.com for a 15% discount plus free ground shipping on all full-price shoes when you use my promo code TELL. That's born, B-O-R-N, shoes, S-H-O-E-S, dot com, and use promo code TELL, T-E-L-L, for 15% off and free shipping, available exclusively to our listeners for a limited time. Okay, we are back with... 10 questions to ask yourself or others at the end of the year, and we are on question number six. Number six, what was the best entertainment you consumed this year? I know you may think that this might not matter right now, but this will be interesting to you in the future. It's also just fun to document this moment in time, entertainment-wise, and I use the term entertainment really loosely because I know we all have different tastes, but this is one of those fun things to answer. What was your favorite book of the year? What was your favorite movie of the year? Podcast series, TV series, album, musical, concert. I mean, this list goes on. And this one, of course, is probably the most party-friendly question or something that every family member can answer at the dinner table. We are inundated right now with amazing art in the world. This is the internet's biggest gift, I think. And so your list may have favorite YouTubers on it or celebrities or, you know, something I don't even know about. But not only is this a lighter, fun question for your list, but your answers here will serve as a little bit of a time capsule Like when you look back, this will probably be funny or interesting to see what you're connecting to in 2019. And if this one is brought up in a group, you will most likely want to take notes practically because as people are sharing their favorites of the year, it can introduce you to something new for yourself, or maybe it will just shed light on what the other person is drawn to, let you know more about them. So number six is What was the best entertainment you consumed this year? Now, number seven, back into the deep dive, the deeper questions. I am trying to give us a range of emotions here, but number seven is one of the most important questions on this list, and that is, who or what are you letting go of? Who or what are you leaving behind in 2019? 
What skin are you shedding this year that is too ill-fitting to take into the next decade? Now, I understand that this question is going to hit everyone differently. For some of you, immediately a relationship or a belief system came to mind. For others of you, you may not know what this answer is right away. You may need to sit in silence with this question and feel in your body and in your spirit where something is too tight, where someone or something no longer fits and needs to be left behind. It is no longer serving you to carry this thing. You might need to let go of a limiting belief like that you're not good enough and choose to walk into 2020 with worthiness. You might need to let go of a relationship or a person, someone who has been holding you back. It might just be an idea or a dream. It might be time to let go of something that you wanted to happen so that you can move forward with what is happening. That one is especially hard for me. I get ideas about how things should be, how they should look, how they should go. And the older I get, the more I realize that I just don't have that kind of control over the future or even over how someone feels about me. I have to let my ideas and my grip and sometimes people, I have to let them go. Release. That was my word for the year, release. And I had no idea what it would mean when I chose it. And I will have more to say on that before the end of the year. But here we are. I think this is a very meaningful question. What do you need to let go of? Now, number eight, a classic New Year question, but it is legitimate. What behaviors do I want to change? This question does not need a ton of justification or explanation. If you're talking about this one with a friend, I just don't think it needs a ton of words. And here's why. We can talk ourselves in or out of anything. And other people can certainly enable us or influence our thoughts here. But I think this is one of the prompts where you just need to answer it without a ton of discourse. Chances are these answers are probably something you've already been thinking about, and it just doesn't need a ton of analysis. What behaviors do you want to change? A few examples here, if nothing comes to your mind. Gossip, morning routine, phone addiction, shopping, apologizing. The things you want to change, it might be habits, it might be prioritizing things differently might be something that stems from your moral compass, but we all have behaviors we want to change and we all have a hard time changing them. And in the next month or so, you're going to read a million articles about why New Year's resolutions don't really work, but do not use that as an excuse. I hate all the New Year's backlash myself. Today or New Year's Day, is just as good a time as any to change the behaviors you know you need to change. It really is that simple. Now, the change isn't simple. Don't get me wrong. I have a list of things I want to change. But there is still value in saying out loud, 
Again, without justifying it or over-explaining it, what behaviors do I want to change? Now, number nine, where did my beliefs shift? It's a big one. I know it. If none of your beliefs shifted in this calendar year, then you are not growing. It may not be immediately obvious, although I kind of hope it is, but if you are present and paying attention to the world, then something shifted this year in your belief system. Maybe this was spiritual. Maybe this was political. Maybe this was about history or about people. But I know that you, the listener of 10 Things to Tell You, you had a shifting belief this year. You read a book. You saw a documentary. Your own eyes took you to a different conclusion than where you had landed before. Sometimes we just got to swallow our pride on this one. Sometimes we are absolutely freed by realizing our beliefs are not so black and white. We have to stay open, friends. And when we are open, we will see something new. So this might be one for your journal. This might be a tender topic for you, but where did your beliefs shift? Be honest, even if it hurts, even if you're nervous to admit it, because this is a question I am slightly terrified of, but I will be asking myself, pen in hand, number nine, where did my beliefs shift? And number 10, last one, big one, hopefully a happy one. After all your reflection on the year and some thoughtfulness looking at the future, the last thing I want you to meditate on before the clock strikes midnight on January 1st, 2020 is who do you want to be? Who will you be in this next decade? You get to choose. Will you be open-hearted? Will you be a business owner? Will you be a mother? Will you be healthy? Will you be an artist? You get to choose every day how you will show up in this world. And I want you to visualize who you want that to be. What does it feel like to be that person? Like, how would you feel in your body if you were that person? What do you feel in your spirit if you are being the person you want to be? How will you walk into a room? How will you conduct yourself in your work and in your relationships? If you want to be a singer, then sing. If you want to exude more confidence, then hold your power forward. I know that every single one of us has extenuating circumstances that just doesn't allow us always to fully embody every single thing we visualize for ourselves. But wherever we go, there we are, and we have to make peace with ourselves, and we have to make choices that move us towards who we really want to be, who we believe we are at the core of our being. I absolutely believe this. I don't always walk it out perfectly, but I am trying And I believe that you are trying to. So who do you want to be in 2020? Let's make a decision to be more 
of that every day. My friends, I hope this episode was helpful in thinking about the last days of this year and moving forward into a new year, a new decade, a chance to create a life that we love. I did a call for listeners to send in lessons they learned this year and also maybe what they are hoping to leave behind in this year as they walk into a new one. So I'm going to close out this episode hearing from your fellow listeners and what their feelings are at the end of the year. I hope that it will spark some of your own thought process, some of your own journaling. Thank you for listening. Hey, Laura, this is Gretchen from Chicago, and I am leaving behind not finishing things, not finishing bottles of lotion, not finishing projects, not finishing bottles of conditioner. I'm going to make 2020 the year of completing things. Thanks for all you do. I love the show. I'm Tabitha from California, and what I learned in 2019 is that I'm capable of finishing big goals when I plan ahead, tell people about them, and actually want to do them. This year, I trained well for and completed a half marathon at one year postpartum. It felt like a crazy thing to sign up for, but I wanted to do it, so I told some people I was going to do it, and I did it. This might seem like common sense, but I've never been great at follow-through on goals or habits, so it was a big victory for me, and I'm excited to launch into 2020 with more intention and a few big goals. Hi, I am Kristen from Indiana, and what I'm looking forward to in 2020 is I do a motto every year, and in 2019, it was moving forward, and it allowed me to let a lot of things go, but in 2020, it's all about release and reinvent, to release things that no longer serve me, and to reinvent myself in ways that will better serve myself and my community. Hi, I'm Rachel from Kentucky, and in 2019, I'm leaving behind the thought that I can always do better. I am definitely doing the best I can with my circumstances. I'm going to stop believing the lie that I'm not good enough and start believing that I'm doing a good job and encourage myself to keep on going. This is Julie from Ann Arbor, and I'm leaving behind feeling responsible to manage other people's emotions. This is not licensed to be unkind. It's just that I'm done setting myself on fire to keep someone else warm. Hi, this is Kara from New Jersey. The thing that I learned in 2019 while planning my wedding, the thing that became my new motto is happy is the new perfect. I learned to let go of the idea of perfection to allow room for happiness instead. And being happy, me being happy, and everyone else in my influence being happy became my new perfect. And I'm still working on this, but I'm not making it something I need to perfect. Hey, this is Amy from South Carolina, and 2019 has taught me that it's okay and even good to take a step back, um, especially from things that are draining mentally, spiritually, physically. Um, So that's what I've learned in 2019. And something that I'm not taking with me into 2020 is, ironically or not, Facebook. Thanks. Have a happy holidays, everybody. Hi, I'm Susan from Vestal, New York, and what I've learned in 2019 is the importance of practicing self-care, taking a walk, doing yoga, reading a book, getting a pedicure, listening to a podcast, and also saying no. I found that no can be the gift you give yourself. 
Happy Holidays! just listened to the 10 Things to Tell You podcast. You can find the show notes and subscribe to episode emails at 10thingstotellyou.com slash podcast. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at 10 Things to Tell You. Remember, this is an interactive podcast. I have 10 things to tell you and you have 10 things to tell. So take this topic to your journal or a friend or post on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. These episodes are meant to bring connection with others and ourselves and spark better conversations. Thanks for listening. Now go share something.